And we are off, I think. What's up, guys? It is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. And it is Wednesday, December 8th, 2021 A.D. That's Anno Domini. That's the year of our Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If indeed he is your Lord and Savior, I guess you have to uh, actually live it right. And there is a major attack on Christians. I'm going to be talking about that and on whites against whites. White Christian historical heroic hero figures, especially those of the South, the beautiful South. Shout out to the beautiful South. Are you guys there? Am I streaming on the Facebook? Nice. Looks like it. I'm also on Odyssey and other platforms. Uh, Lots of mess to talk about. They're going after Nathan Bedford Forrest, an American hero who 10, 20, 30 years ago, he was honored by pretty much everybody. But, oh, he was a grand wizard of the KKK. He massacred black uh, union people, union soldiers. (laughs) It was a war. It's not called a massacre. It's he beat them. Anyway. Uh, uh, Commie fake history CRT. And uh, some other interesting uh, things, okay? I think it's going to be a fun show, and you can call in, of course. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show! Have you been naughty or nice? Oh, oh, oh. The hey, good boy. The hey, good boy. <laughs> Fine, appreciate it. And uh, JLP continues to rest. So shout out to Nicolas for a fun th- uh, Wednesday show, including Manhood Hour. That was cool. And did you get you guys got to hear Chris talking? Chris Saturday, as they as they call him, because Joel Friday, Chris Saturday. Uh, that was fun. Very cool. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson for uh, allowing me on your uh, what is it called? Your network. It's a fun uh, team. Very cool. Uh, And um, he should be back soon, guys. He's getting energy like crazy. And um, resting up. Very cool. And by the way, I I pictured Skip telling me, James, put put some bass in your voice. Skip is a guy in the chat. I call him a snake. He's a nice guy, though. But he's a snake. But he's a nice guy. <laughs> uh, so put your bass, put some bass in your voice. I screamed out, "Hey guys!" Only with like a couple of octaves higher, or or less. And uh, I'm a, still a little bit head congested. I will admit, my head is continues to be a little congested. But I think it's improving. I think it is improving. And uh, trying to keep the uh, good habits going. Resting up, drinking water, and uh, eating relatively healthfully, right? Very cool. So, yeah, I got, 
I got a crazy sickness too. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, very briefly anyway, at least, about this crazy crime, just very briefly. I didn't cover this the other day, but I saw it the other night, and I have not grabbed a clip of it. Andy No, who has documented a lot of Antifa crime, Andy No, he's a journalist, he's liberal, but generally an honest person, I guess. He, uh tweeted this out the other night, or the other day. Here's a quote. How did you get into my house? A lady asked, asked that of several black kids. <laughs> Shocking video recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Of all places, shows a group of Somali youths. Somali youths. That's like what Ilhan Omar is. In Islamic clothing. Whoa, little Il- Ilhan Omar's. Little male Ilhan Omar's. Not so little, actually, I think. Forcing their way inside an apartment to beat two women. Wow, what a crazy story, huh? The original video was shared by Kyle Hooten, H-O-O-T-E-N on Twitter. Video mob invades, invades an apartment in Minneapolis. Crazy, huh? It is crazy times. Crime is increasing. Watch your backs. Watch your fronts. Stay alert. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, whether by crime or by a fake nicey-nicey LGBT uh, fighting against anti- uh, pushing anti-racism stuff. Evil all around. And I'm trying to make you hate it, too. Trying to make you hate the- be overcome by the evil. Don't be overcome by the evil. Speaking of that, this- this fake insurrection thing. I want to t- read a little bit about it. I may play a clip of it another day, but I saw this from some dumb relevant magazine liberal. Let me just let me just talk about this briefly. Tyler Huckabee, who's a he him on Twitter, <laughs> supposedly a Christian. Relevant magazine. I sometimes read it. It's liberals. It's the son of, the guy who started Relevant Magazine is the son of the people who run Charisma Magazine, the couple, father and mother, right? Charisma Magazine, which is a charismatic Christian thing. Maybe liberal too, I don't know. I haven't paid any attention. I'm not really in that Christian culture like that. I did grow up on Christian music, but I didn't really, I read a little bit of CCM Magazine, Contemporary Christian Music Magazine, but that was it. And Gospel Bill. And Fire by Night. (laughs) If you guys have any idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, this Tyler Huckabee tweeted, some capital insurrectionists repeating the communist lie. I thought this guy was a Christian. Now freely admitting they were convenient dupes who ruined their lives for a lie, but there was absolutely zero chance of accountability of any, uh, for any elected officials who actually lied to them, and he's referring to Trump, I assume, or the, which he didn't lie, or the media types who raked in millions amplifying those lies and he's smearing Tucker Carlson, and of course, the people who oppose the uh, right as well, I guess, because he pretends like he's a fair person. By the way, this Tucker Huckabee guy, he wrote about deconstruction in Christianity. You ever heard of deconstruction? It's a liberal word, I think. It's a liberal word, where they question everything, and, uh, and then after deconstructing Christianity, they accept same-sex marriage and pretend that Black Lives Matter is relevant and communism is Christian-friendly. Yeah, right. 
Well, I don't even know if they realize that they're communists, but they are useful idiots for it. Basically, you turn into an SJW, but pretend that you're still a Christian. But you're really a communist atheist. He wrote this reminder, deconstruction does not mean deconversion. Deconversion is becoming an atheist after you were raised Christian, right? Uh, it's according to Relevant Magazine. November 30th, and he quote tweeted this guy, this liberal so-called journalist, Ryan J. Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y, on Twitter, quoting this guy named Danny Rodriguez. Danny Rodriguez, and he's in a, you know those rooms where they question a suspect? Those rooms that are locked, and there's a table, a chair, another chair, a chair for the suspect, or the person who's being detained, or whatever, at the police station. And then the cop, really FBI agent, pretending to be all nice and reasonable and on your side. Don't talk to the cops, especially nowadays, especially the feds. <clears throat> Crazy. That's the advice, and I think it's good advice. But this guy, Danny Rodriguez, is a POC, but he was a Trump supporter. He was called a Trump fanatic by this Ryan J. Riley Huffington Post journalist. What a joke. Huffington Post is a total joke. The reason I say that is because they've always been extremely liberal, pro-LGBTQ mess, pro-feminist, pro-black uh, uh, lives matter stupid stuff. And they put covering Trump during 2016 in the entertainment section, they claimed. They grandstanded about that, pretending that he's not valid to talk about as, in terms of legitimate politics. Well, they just marginalized themselves. That's Huffington Post. But he, this guy is a writer for Huffington Post on Twitter, and he's on Twitter too, Ryan J. Riley. And he quotes this Danny Rodriguez, so, so-called Trump fanatic, who apparently, well, I'll get to what he did. It's interesting. <laughs> the POC, but he's a Trump supporter, I guess. He asks, am I mental? Am I? Am I just that stupid? Did we all, referring to the fellow January 6th, mostly peaceful protesters, some of whom turned into rioters, including maybe this guy. Did we all just, are we all really that stupid that we thought we were going to go do this and save the country and it was all going to be fine after? We really thought that. That's so stupid, huh? This guy's talking to the feds, the FBI. Don't talk to the FBI, they're dumb, evil liberals. Most of them. Or at least the, uh, by and large they are. Anyway, jumping to the beginning of this thread from Ryan J. Riley, Huffington Post, so-called journalist, really diarrheaist. Uh, what do you want me to tell you? That I tased him? Yes. Am I a blanking piece of blank? Yes. That's quoting this Danny Rodriguez. He posts a bunch of different scenes from this little, uh, what is that called? An interrogation room thing? Interrogation room thing. Here's Trump fanatic Danny Rodriguez confessing to electroshocking. That's tasering. Taser. He tasered DC officer Mike Fanone. Remember Mike Fanone? He's that guy who looks like he might be like a Chad pro America guy, young, relatively young in his 40s, whatever. But he was a DC Metro police officer, or is. And Apparently, I didn't know this, but he got tasered by this guy. And uh, <clears throat> he posts this. Danny Rodriguez was arrested by the FBI in March, one month after he was named in a Huffington Post story as the rioter who electroshocked, it's called tased, who tased Officer Mike Fanone. Now he's trying to get his confession 
suppressed because this guy confessed like an idiot. Well, I mean, maybe he really was wrong, but I mean, they're coming down extra hard on the Trump supporters, so he's not going to get equal justice under the law. This is an article from November 16th of this year, 2021. Trump fanatic who electroshocked DC cop on January 6th tries to get his confession topped, tossed. The Trump supporter who electroshocked officer Mike Fanone. This Mike Fanone guy, I didn't really go into him. I've played his clip before. He went on Don Lemon of CNN talking about, oh, how horrible it was and stupid stuff like that. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah, exactly, says Jim, uh, Jim Justice and others. Don't tase me, bro. That was an American citizen who is, a to this day, a Trump supporter. He loves Jesse Lee Peterson. Andrew Meyer, Jewish guy. But to this day! He's generally like a pro-America guy. And he was questioning, I forget who. He was questioning some Democrat, shouting. And the cops came, security came, and tasered him. And he's like, ah, it was a viral video from like 2012 or 2013. Electroshock. <laughs> anyway, going back to this Fanon guy, he's a dumb, liberal, evil person, a pawn. I bet you many of the cops don't agree with this smear upon the Trump supporters, but they are suppressed, while as the Trump haters are amplified. Daniel Rodriguez, pro-Trump extremist who electroshot Metropolitan Police Officer Mike Fanone on January 6th, was in federal court, Washington, D.C., on Tuesday trying to, give his video, trying to get his videotaped confession to the FBI tossed on the grounds that special agents engaged in coercive questioning, that Rodriguez wasn't properly advised of his rights. But U.S. District Obama Judge Amy Berman Jackson... How is this woman not recusing herself? Oh, yeah, she's a dumb, evil, liberal Obama judge woman, female. Not a Christian, by the way, Amy Berman Jackson. I think she's, like, Jewish or atheist or whatever. And I think she was married to a black guy, but I think she's been divorced since then. A black, another fellow deep state person type guy. She was married to a black. I think she's divorced now. Amy Berman Jackson. She was the judge overseeing, and she put a gag order trying to silence Roger Stone, who is another Trump, pro-Trump guy. The FBI or some federal bunch of officers, you may recall, did this early, early morning pre-dawn raid covered by CNN somehow. They tipped him off, right? The feds in bed with CNN. I heard that the, the CIA uh, covers for pedophiles, and the CIA has a lot of people in uh, CNN. <laughs> That's what I heard. Anyway, this uh, Amy Berman Jackson woman doesn't belong in, even in the being a judge. First of all, she's a woman. Second of all, she's not even a Christian. Third of all, she's an Obama s- supporter and, and was appointed by Obama, who's not legitimate. What an evil person. And she's overseeing this fox guarding the hen house. Justice over, against Trump supporters. She'll most likely allow most of Rodriguez's mission to be, admission to be used if he goes to trial finding only a brief portion of the interview took place before he was advised of his Miranda rights. Uh, so some of it had to be suppressed only, only a tiny bit. She'll issue a final ruling down the road. Rodriguez is known as Danny Rodriguez or DJ Rodriguez. He was arrested by the FBI in March, a month after Huffington Post doxed him, named him, right? I mean, uh, he, he tasered a, 
a dumb, evil cop, but he was a cop. He shouldn't be tasering a cop. Anyway, Capitol rioter who electroshocked Officer Fanon when he was seized by the violent mob seeking to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Give me a break. After the FBI arrested Rodriguez in March, agents told him he needed to talk to them to combat the story being told by Antifa, BLM, and Huffington Post. So they pretended to be on his side. Snakes. Wow. Wolves in sheep's clothing. I'm your friend. I need to help you. I'm here to help you combat the lies of Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and Huffington Compost. (laughs) Crazy, huh? Wow. Former president, our real president, Donald J. Trump, during a speech before the cops in 2017, encouraged police to brutalize suspects by slamming their heads into car doors when they placed them under arrest. (laughs) Somehow this guy found it relevant to plug that in there. This uh, Riley guy, the writer for Huffington Post. Attorneys for Rodriguez, who is an enthusiastic Trump supporter who attempted to join the U.S. military after Trump took office, tried to argue the traumatic experience of being arrested by the FBI at his home at 6 a.m. was coercive. Yeah, I would think so. You keep on hearing stories of, there's a guy who called my show who, I cracked a little bit, he called my show and he was arrested and they, he said that they bashed his head or something like that or beat him. The FBI showed up at his house. Rodriguez is being held at Northern Neck Regional Jail outside D.C. Wore a forest green prison jumpsuit during his court appearance. Chatted with federal public defenders based in Las Vegas asking them how their trip to the Capitol was if they would go see sightseeing. That's nice. He's living his life even though he's in prison to this day. For tasering a, a cop. Just, just charge him in. Oh, time served, basically, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because of the massive scope of the January 6th investigation, both prosecutors and federal public defenders from across the country have been brought in to help. The massive scope. They're turning it into this big, important thing, and they ignore the Black Lives Matter thing. I read to you about Marjorie Green in Hake News, and you can look that up later, but I put it, it's from the Epic Times, Marjorie Green. Uh, put out a whole PDF along with, she's a female congressman, but she's pro-Trump and pro-Trump supporter, talking about how it's unusual and cruel punishment. It's evil. Under Amy Berman Jackson's ruling, Rodriguez's pre-Miranda admissions won't be admissible in trial. In In that portion of the video, he describes himself as so weak as he cries about his actions that led to his arrest. Oh, God, I shouldn't be crying, he said before being advised of his rights. I'm a grown man, and I knew what I was doing. After being told he had a right to remain silent and get an attorney, and signing a form acknowledging those rights, he went on to confess to electroshocking Officer Fanon, <laughs> who suffered a heart attack. Whoa. Dang. Yeah, don't, uh, don't shock people. They can get a heart attack, I guess. Unless they're ba- true bad guys, and... <laughs> And, like, doing, being a threat or something. <laughs> this guy went crazy. He says, he says, I really don't know exactly why I tased him. This is DJ Rod- Danny Rodriguez. I mean, when I tased him, I really, you know, like, when you do something, you're like, gosh, dang it. Well, he didn't say gosh, dang it, right? Why did I do that? <laughs> so he did it, and then he's like, oh, dang it, why did I do that? I just, I had got caught up in the moment and didn't really think. Reminds me of, like, blacks who go crazy, those wilding blacks who start rioting. 
when they're interviewed afterwards, this was happening before, like, George Zimmerman got off. They were rioting, and they didn't really understand why they had this anger. Well, this guy's a POC and probably had a poor raising, and he's a Trump fanatic or whatever, according to, according to this. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, they know not what they do, right? I didn't think about him and his family and what was going to happen to him, said Rodriguez. Crazy. So this guy actually did something wrong. Uh, Robert Lee says he's been tased three times, LOLOL. And actually, don't the cops, like, taser each other so that they know what it's like? I think that they do that. At least I know that they, I've heard, that they tear gas each other or something like that. Just to make sure that they know what it's like, or maybe it's, maybe I'm confusing them with military. The FBI has made more than 650 arrests as of this mid-November article from Huffington Compost. Huffington Compost is not even the right word for Huffington Post, because that's how trash it is. But anyway, uh, in connection with the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol... A bit over a quarter of the total number of potential defendants who either unlawfully entered the Capitol building or assaulted law enforcement and members of the media outside. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I doubt that that many people were doing, were actually violent. But they entered the Capitol. Ooh, give me a break. The FBI is still looking for over 350 defendants who engaged in so-called violence on January 6th, including more than 250 members of the pro-Trump mob who assaulted law law enforcement. Whatever. I don't buy it. They prosecuted a 49-year-old grandmother who followed a 72-year-old woman into the building to protect her, and they charged her and banned her from buying guns for some years. And she had to repeat all this SJW CRT, critical race theory, nonsense. On the advice of the evil public defender person who advised her to do this to get a lighter sentence. It's so ridiculous. You all know that it's ridiculous. Press 1 if you've been beaten by cops. Yeah, press 1 if you've been beaten by cops. Uh, Ryan8u says over there in the YouTube live chat. Yeah, I'm curious. How many of you have been beaten by cops? Press 1. Don't lie. Don't lie. Trump supporters aren't violent, says Commander Kim over there on Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. I've never even heard of raids being covered by the media, says Taking Care of Business Bear. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, that Roger Stone raid covered by CNN, conducted by feds, liberals, uh, was a, was a uh, tipped off. Ridiculous. Taking Care of Business says that he's been beaten by cops. I'm seeing a lot of twos. Lord Grimm never been beaten by cops. Nice. Jesuit Crooks says two. Stephen Wills, zero. <laughs> Jim, Jim Justice, two. Does that mean you've been beaten twice? Or no, you have not been beaten. <laughs> uh, man, Godson says one. My older brother is a cop. And well, if your brother beat you up, that's, isn't, isn't that different? <laughs> what a mess. Uh, there's a fed in the chat. Mmm, says press one if you own illegal guns. Don't press anything. Minimum, minimum, minimum is a fed. Don't own illegal guns, guys. Anyway, uh, that's that. I'm going to cover some CRT mess going on. Uh, they're pushing that in the schools. CRT is critical race theory. 
and honestly, this stuff was pushed even before we even knew the term critical race theory for decades. I've been talking about, I talked yesterday about the climate propaganda alarmism. It's crazy. But anyway, let me read some super chats, guys, and then get to c- some calls, call or two. You can call in, 888-775-3773. I am not a liberal, but I am wearing a Volcom t-shirt. Is it called Volcom or is it called Volcom? <laughs> anyway. Base America First gave a super chat and said, Santa Inc. That's that disgusting anti-decency movie, I guess, or TV show? TV show? I don't know. Santa Inc. is the lowest rated TV show ever. I played the, I played a, uh, an abbreviated and censored, bleeped out trailer of this Santa Inc. I thought it was a movie trailer, uh, as in a previews, previews, by this, uh, Seth Rogen, not a Christian, he's a Jewish guy, I guess, and, uh, Sarah Silverman, also not a Christian, hater of Christians, feminist, anti-white. These people are supposed, they're white Jews. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anti-white, anti-anything good, anti-men. They're complaining that Santa was a white man. He was. Uh, Anyway, Santa Inc. is the lowest rated TV show ever, says Base America First with a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. Praise God, Seth Rogen tweets, too many angry white men can't accept that their time is up. S- stupid, evil, uh, angry Seth Rogen. Not, not a funny guy, honestly. Uh, is blaming one hated group for your failure, but also relying on that same group for your success, known as a big cope? Yeah, because angry white men don't want to watch your anti-white men movie. Or, in, in many cases, not very angry white men. The pots and kettles, the black-hearted Seth Rogen, is calling others angry when it's him. What a sick person. Nicolas, with the hot tip, says, Seth and his wife, he's married? He's not radical homosexual? <laughs> no, I'm playing. Seth and his wife chose to stay childless. I guess that's fine. Well, actually, honestly, that's not fine, because maybe that would have snapped a little bit of common sense into him by being forced to be responsible, maybe, right? I saw this great article by um, the great Dr. John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D. of CrimeResearch.org. Crime Prevention Research is the name of his organization. He does some great research about women, about abortion, about guns, about crime. Just an excellent researcher. He is the, uh, he was Vincent James before there was a Vincent James. Excellent. And uh, he wrote an article, an op-ed in Town Hall about how abortion has harmed more children, who, who many children who have even been born after abortion got popularized by Roe v. Wade. Interesting. Very interesting. I may read some of that to you. Uh, by the way, he was in the government or, or a, a, an advisor in the government under the Trump administration, but no longer under the anti-American establishment running the show today. Um, John, R., John Lott, L-O-T-T, great man. 
Uh, he has appeared on the J.C. Lee Peterson show a number of times. Anyway, let me get to Tony in California. <laughs> Tony, how are you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. You're coming in like you're on a speakerphone or a Bluetooth. You driving your truck? No, sir. I'm not driving. Hold on for one second. What in the world? How's this, sir? Yeah. Do you was... still drive trucks or are you retired? Well, I'm semi-retired. I'm semi-retired. I cover, I cover uh, my drivers when they are not available, when they might be out sick or have some personal uh, needs to take care of, so I cover for them. That's wonderful. Yes, I, I'm living in hell I knew right there, now. I knew there was a tiny inkling of decency in you. That's why you like the Jesse Lee Peterson show and the Hake Report so much. Well, I, I like the Jesse Report. So I can correct y'all. Oh. y'all straight. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But anyway. the reason I called, because I heard you said that it was uh, no violence in the Trump supporters. Yeah, Trump supporters was, says taking no care of Business Bear, or no, Commander if, if, Kim, are not are not violent. Trump supporters aren't well, violent. Well, well, if they wasn't violent, why why did Trump tell them at one of his rallies, "I will cover your law expense and lie to them when they were beating up people and telling them to leave and hitting them in the face and all this, uh, escorting them out of the rally, of the claim rally they was having." The the clean the what rally, the the KKK rally. Oh, okay. By by that you mean Trump rally, <laughs> right? Exactly. You you figured it out, <laughs> right? Because KKK just means decent American whites, right? Oh um, my God! <laughs> well, yes. you something else. Well, you you. I see you must be the uh, assistant to the Grand Wizard. They're talking about. Uh, they're talking about. He's talking about when they throw threw out agitators, Black Lives Matter agitators, who were causing trouble at Trump rallies. He's all throw him out into the cold. Don't give him his jacket. Well, don't you want to just punch some of these guys? Just punch them in the face. I'll cover your I'll cover your charges, (laughs) your court. uh, That's wonderful. I love that. That's a return to manhood. I love Trump for that. He, you did you, you'll notice Trump you'll notice that he had to encourage them rather than discourage them because Trump supporters are not naturally violent people. It takes a lot for us to uh, have to put I, I the smack say, down against evil, against the, violent yeah. evil, violent when the, when BLM the agitators. There was this guy who actually did he he like <laughs> elbowed a a vulgar, disgusting Black Lives Matter agitator who had no business at the rally. He was, like, flipping Why? people off. And this this old guy, 50s, maybe 60s, probably 50s, thin, slim guy, he was uh, had a gray beard and everything, long hair, I think, and he just elbowed him, checked him in the face. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh, he, he got him well, because of, he was being escorted out, and this guy was still being shameless and evil and disgusting, black-hearted person. And so he smacked him, and Trump saw, I don't think that guy was a bad guy who who elbowed the black agitator in the face. I don't think that guy was a bad guy. He's because he's he cares about his country. And these people are these people are are us are a pox upon the country. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, let me ask you, sister, since that was so uh, appealing to you. Yeah. On, on January 6th, when the Trump supporters went against the Blue Lives Matter that they always talking about, and 
and fought against the police and injured them and beat them up. What about that? I mean, well, I the just, Blue Lives Matter I just flag, covered. y'all, y'all wave around so proudly, but yet y'all talk up, y'all were trying to kill the police. Not true. Not true. They didn't try to kill the cops. That's a lie. Well, uh, did one of them died. One of them died. One of them died from natural causes, dude. That's a lie. You don't even know the real story. And that was I a Trump supporter. That was a Trump supporter. That was a Trump supporter cop who died, by the way. May he rest in peace. It don't make no difference. He was still a cop. I know, but he no wasn't difference. killed by Trump supporters, you liar. Right. They, didn't, they didn't beat him up. They didn't beat him up. They did not beat him up. Oh, uh, come on, bro. That's Tell the, the truth. truth. That you listened Tell to the, the fake news and you stuck with it. Ain't no fake news. The police. Oh. Some of the police got on the stand and told them that was the worst day of their lives. They never, I know, their because they're little wussies. They're little oh, girly that, cops. That they're little that liberals hanging out around the hanging around the tourism people. spot of D.C. D.C., I admit, is a tough true, city. They, they true, have man. cushy jobs. They leave their Glocks Come unattended. On, they leave their handguns unattended in the bathrooms and get away with it because they're black and have seniority and they're foreigners. Come on, hey. Tell you come truth. on. Y'all are Please. the most hated people on the face of the earth. Huh? Trump We're the most what? Trump supporters are the ones that hate people. No, we don't. We love people. Y'all the ones that came along with the racism. Y'all created racism. No such racism. thing. Racism is a hate word it's against hate. whites. You just racism hate white people. Hate. You, you just hate white people, hate. Tony. Anything that's not true and white. And y'all put it. White on the inside. And white. You too so could true. be white on the inside if you repented of your hatred towards white people and stopped being such hate, a joke. I don't hate white. I hate your actions, but I don't hate you as an individual. Okay? Same thing. The parent hates the actions of the child. The child feels the hatred to, from in the heart of the evil parent. So we blame so God you're, for you're all just, that. Then. You're blame just God. justifying your hatred. Parent. Don't By saying, I don't this hate is, you, I just hate down. your actions. Give well, me a that's break. It. That's it. Your anyway. behavior. Nice your talking behavior, with you, man. Hank. Have a wonderful day, Hank, and you... stop hating. <laughs> All right, back at you. <laughs> uh, ADHD777 says he didn't elbow him, he straight up punched him in the face. Okay. But I should replay that clip and then Trump's response someday because, you know, these people are fed up. Especially like the boomers and the Gen X people, they've seen how they've seen the decline of the country. Some of us grew up, and like, well, especially the younger people, they grew up and it was already like total off the deep end degenerate. They there are some young people who think it's cool to be LGBTIQ. Nope. But they were brainwashed in that way. <laughs> what a mess. Anyway, that was a fun call. Uh, thank you, Tony. You're a mess. Let me cover this story. CRT, critical race theory. I'm not really into this whole critical race theory stuff because the brainwashing is much deeper than just that. The f- whole idea of racism, is, uh, you know, smearing the whites is stupid, as you all know, as you all know. Twitter, the publisher that censors truth, and extreme left Reuters. I think I have some screenshots. I may have some screenshots of these posts. CRT in schools is a big propaganda push and there are some states who are banning uh, the teaching of CRT, right? 
This is uh, extreme left Reuters and Twitter, the far left anti-American publisher that censors the truth, including st- truth that I've posted before. These six U.S. states are banning teaching critical race theory. And look at the picture that they selected. This is partly why I don't like women being at the forefront and, and protesting and stuff, because it makes them look crazy. But these are mothers. These are, this is a photograph of mothers, presumably like at a school board meeting or something like that, protesting. The uh, brainwashing, the pro-transgender madness, and LGBT, well, that's redundant, and the CRT, the calling the whites racist, and just everything evil that has been exposed by the kids being forced to stay home, and then the parents see what the teachers are teaching, brainwashing, indoctrinating, via Zoom, right? Well, thank God, I guess, for the communist shutdowns who forced the kids back home. And then the parents finally see what's really going on in the schools. And so the teachers are upset. And they show a picture of these women yelling. And it makes them look kooky and crazy. We need men. Like Jesse Lee Peterson pointing, You are a beta male! When he's shouting at Mark Ridley hyphen Thomas. (laughs) We need men protesting and confronting and fighting. For what's right. We don't need these mothers. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I understand the concern of the mothers. I support the mothers who care about what's right, right? That's nice. But anyway, Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Alabama. Shout out to all of you guys. Because uh, U.S. states, according to this article from the f- f- called Fact Box from Reuters, which is an enemy of extreme left enemy of America. I I say left, extreme evil, enemy of America, Reuters, no validity. They're a huge organization, respected, journalistic integrity, not. They're liberals, they're communists. Uh, Listen to this headline, and look at this headline, I think I have it. U.S. states, listen to these words, outlawing education. (laughs) Outlawing education on critical race theory. The language... Deceiving communists, outlawing education, this outlawing in false indoctrination by revisionist communists who hate America. It's an article by this woman, Sharon Kimathy, on Twitter, Twitter at Sharon underscore Kits, K-I-T-S. Don't, don't, uh, don't harass her, though. <laughs> Published October 1st, 2021 A.D. Some idiot thinks that that some idiot, this guy, Super Duper Wyatt, thinks erasing history by tearing down the Confederate monuments and destroying the pride of our Confederate American brothers and forefathers is good. But then he thinks banning CRT is not teaching history. I saw this. Did I? Do you have this meme, this leftist meme? Erase history. And so it has a MAGA. This is a cartoon, right? I'm showing on the screen. For the uh, podcast listeners, it's a drawing, it's a political cartoon shared in the something called The Inquirer by Torno. It's a dumb, fake thing, and it has a white, uh, slightly overweight, overweight uh, Trump supporter man in a MAGA hat, and he's holding a, a decapitated, broken head of a, of a statue. Looks like General Robert E. Lee, the great Confederate American hero. And he's crying, this person with the MAGA hat, white man, crying, don't erase our history. And then he goes into the classroom, and there's a chalkboard that says critical race theory, and he's 
furiously erasing the critical race theory on the chalkboard, and he says, erase our history. Critical race theory is not history. It's stupid. Anyway, these people are liars. Total double standard. They're, they're like, the, like the ISIS who are tearing down Christian symbols. Right? They're evil. They're worse, I dare say, in many ways than ISIS, honestly. Because they're promoting killing the souls of children and evil stuff, right? That's what they're doing. It's sick. Propaganda cartoon. Yeah, the left can't meme. Anyway, uh, what else did I want to... There was some, there was some uh, stuff from the Reuters thing. Uh, Texas recently banned... This is Reuters. Thomas, Thomson Reuters Foundation News. Texas recently banned teaching critical race theory, an academic concept. Academic concept. They make it sound so vanilla, so, so, uh, so fair-minded. Academic concept examining how race and racism has shaped society in America by deceivers. Anyway, it's not the only state outlawing CRT. It's happening across the nation. Texas, Alabama, Arizona, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee. Bill League, Texas governor, says we should teach the exceptionalism of our nation and how people can live together and work together to make a greater nation. That's nice. That's nice. But you can't get along with evil, Bill Lee, Governor Bill Lee. Representative Ralph Norman of uh, South Carolina Universities to stop teaching CRT, saying it promotes the belief that America is racist, which doesn't even exist. He says it's wildly inappropriate, CRT is, critical race theory, and rooted in Marxism, which is communism, anti-American, atheistic concept, by the way, atheistic. He says, that's why I'm proud to announce this afternoon, he tweeted this June 21st of this year, a few months ago. Delegation in a Clemson University and University of South Carolina asking they discontinue all teaching of CRT. In Texas, they have like these mothers who are against it. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that's sick, huh? That's sick. Replacing real history with fake history. And let me show you a scene of some real history stuff. This is from Nashville Scene on Twitter. You ever heard of Nathan Bedford Forrest? There's a guy who, who, who mentioned him in uh, the chat here yesterday. And I found out that he was like a, a Confederate guy, I think. And he was a... Um, and he was the, one of the f- first guys in the KKK. Like a Grand Wizard, which is whatever which is like a leader of the KKK, which is not as evil as, which I don't know, but they're not as evil. I don't know much about them, but they're definitely not as evil as Black Lives Matter or Antifa, who to this day are spreading lies and hatred and just disgusting anti-American stuff. To this day! Nashville seen on Twitter, Nathan Bedford Forrest has fallen. A widely mocked Nashville statue of the early KKK leader was removed Tuesday morning. That's yesterday morning. He has fallen. Nathan Bedford Forrest has fallen. Well, it's a, it's a dumb statue of him. Chris Davis of North Carolina Channel 5, I guess, on Twitter, said, Breaking! 
The, Nash, the Nathan Bedford Forest statue along the I-65 over there uh, is in the process of being removed this morning. The owner of the installation and the land on it died last year and the executor, executor sorry, of the will ordered it be taken down. So here's a clip, 12, of this, uh, of this scene. They're tearing it down. And it's been vandalized. It's so evil. By evil people. Worse than them. Worse than Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was probably a generally honorable man. Uh, listen to this news report. It's kind of empty, but... And look at what they're doing to it. After more than two decades, a controversial statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest is gone. Nick Barris has more from the area near I-65. Nick Barris reporting here on the shoulder of I-65 and what you see behind me is what's left of the controversial statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest. The decision was made early this morning to have it removed from this property where the statue of the Confederate General, Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, the statue had been here for 23 years. The owner of this property, Bill Doris, passed away last year and in the will and probate, the decision making process was made to go ahead and have the statue taken down. As you see, it has come down. It was vandalized over wow. the years, but remains standing. But as it came down, it's pretty much been destroyed. The future of it now, not clear. We'll continue to follow this. I understand it's going to be put into storage, but after several years of controversy where thousands and thousands could see the statue on I-65, the statue here of Nathan Bedford Forrest is now down. Nick Barris reporting. We'll send it back to you for Talk of the Town. What's up, Got Your Six? I see you, man. He says, get all them Democrat statues ripped down. Well, we should rip down George Floyd, Georgia, Florida, and all those. Because the Democrats today are much worse than the Democrats of back then, I say. So I, I, I disagree with you, man, but I understand the sentiment. They are a Democrat. They were Democrats. But I don't know, man. These, these were mostly honorable men that they're tearing down. In fact, probably all of them honorable men. A little clarification on who decided to bring the statue down. It was the Battle of Nashville Trust who made the call. For the following reasons, Nathan Bedford Forrest was not at the Battle of Nashville. The property, this property, which is this guy's private property, has no historical significance to the battle. The statue was ugly, and even Forrest would think it was ugly. I have some pictures of this statue from before it was torn down, um, kind of before and after it had this hot pink, disgusting paint thrown on it by evil enemies of America. Um, look at this. Like, he, it's like a gold leaf. It's pretty bad. Look at the face. Doesn't, I mean, his body doesn't look right. He's wearing, he has, so holding a gun, that's cool. He's carrying a sword, that's cool. He's on a horse, that's cool. But look. Right. <laughs> he has bug eyes with a worse face than... I don't know, then uh, crazy face people have sometimes. Look, they put monster on it. They tagged it up with monster, threw hot pink paint on it. The owner said he, I guess he had a sense of humor, and he just said he liked the paint. But the owner actually was a fan and friend of the beautiful South and of America, I think. And it's surrounded by amazing and incredible and beautiful uh, Confederate battle flags and other things. 
Clip 14, just go ahead and play this B-roll. Clip 13, they're tearing it down. This Ron Flipkowski guy, a stupid Republican turned Democrat, a lawyer, liar. He, same guy who got excited about Dan Crenshaw getting stupid against fellow Americans and Republicans. Dan Crenshaw is a rhino from Texas with the eye patch. A total coward. I'll get to him later today, I think. The statue, this guy says, statute, he says, of Confederate general and first grand wizard of the KKK. Go ahead and play this, uh, this clip 13. I think it's just a B-roll. It's a helicopter footage of them knocking this statue down. But there were beautiful statues that, that have been taken down. This is not a beautiful one. But he's all, removed this morning. This statue was visible in I-65 in Tennessee. Video from WTVF. Some blue check historian, Kevin Levin, or Levin, doesn't sound like a Christian, tweeted, let's not forget, in light of the removal today of the ridiculous monument to Nathan Bedford Forrest along I-65 in Tennessee, and he shows a actually good statue of this guy, a bust, you know, that shows the, uh, his chest and shoulders and his face, and it's actually a really good statue. Look at this. Isn't that beautiful? Man, what a Chad. Dude. Hero. Look at that. That is in, or was, in the state capital, Nashville, Tennessee. Is Nashville the capital of Tennessee? I forget. Of, uh, look at that picture. Oh my gosh. What a great image of an American hero. Nathan Bedford Forrest. Uh, so he says, this historian Kevin Levin, again, probably not a Christian, uh, tweeted that, let's not forget that this, a bust of this slave trader, Confederate general, and Klan leader was only removed from the state house in Nashville a few months ago. What a terrible, evil shame, huh? I'm, oh my gosh. Cool pick, great sculpture. Uh, great likeness. I would have, I would have, I might, and never mind. <laughs> I don't want to get there. But this evil woman, Parker Malloy, I think it's a woman. Media Matters, scumbag lady, also a lesbian, I think. Tweeted out a cool picture, that cool picture that you just saw of Nathan Bedford Forrest's better sculpture alongside the poorer version. And she's all, he should be remembered the other way, the, the, the one with the ugly face. A lesser man than Nathan Bedward, Bedford Forrest, Fred P. Wellman of the disgraced Lincoln Project, a present-day male. I say lesser man, lesser male says, this is how Nathan Bedford Forrest should best memorialize, and he included a picture of the statue destroyed, laying on the ground. What a shame. These people are so disgusting. It does kind of look like Hake, says JS. <laughs> Aw, that's nice. Hake worships idols, separate from L.A. culture. Repent, separate from L.A. culture. Repent, says Den Tietjin. <laughs> I'm not worshiping it. I think it's a beautiful statue. Calm down, man. But thank you, man. Appreciate you. Here's some details about the guy who, the people who had it up. According to the Washington, Washington Compost by Jillian Brockwell yesterday, 7th, the statue was ordered taken down by the exe- executor of the estate of Bill Doris. Bill Doris. The Nashville businessman who erected it there in 1998, according to News Channel 5 in Nashville, Doris didn't pretend to like the work of the sculptor, his friend Jack Kershaw, but that was beside the point. An artist, as an artist, mediocre. 
this Bill Doris guy who has since died and then his executors took this thing down. As a thinker, he was way ahead of his time. This guy, Bill Doris, told the radio, uh, public radio station, WPLN, in 2011, according to the Washington Compost. Washington Compost sometimes shares helpful information. That's partly why I'm sharing this. But they are evil. They're just disgusting. Kershaw, this Jack Kershaw guy who sculpted this, uh, the uglier statue, right? Was a co-founder of the so-called white supremacist group, League of the South. Anybody ever heard of League of the South? I feel like I've heard of that. Probably a generally honorable group of people compared to Black Lives Matter Antifa, am I right? And as a lawyer, he defended James Earl Ray, the man convicted of assassinating Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., who some say was a communist. I won't go there. I don't know. Uh, Jack Kershaw once timed the, told the Times-Picayune of New Orleans that somebody needs to say a good word for slavery. <laughs> ah, this is my kind of man. Jack Kershaw. I wonder if he's still living. Probably not if he defended James Earl Ray, who assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. as a lawyer. I don't know. Jack Kershaw. You guys heard of him? But right on, somebody needs to say a good word for slavery. That somebody of him, of course, being him. Bill Doris said slavery was a form of social security for black Americans. Fake news, Washington Compost calls them African-Americans. They're not African-Americans. They're Americans, black Americans. Or later described, later accepted under the 14th Amendment as Americans anyway, right? People born here under our jurisdiction, the former slaves be, were allowed to become Americans. I don't know if it was a good idea, whatever. Argued that he could not be racist because he had many black people, and they capitalized the word B in black, the B letter B in black, Working for him. <laughs> Bill Doris had blacks working for him, so he can't be racist. Nice. Jack Kershaw constructed the statue using materials from Doris's business, which made bathtubs for the elderly. <laughs> Isn't that nice? When Doris died in 2020, he left his assets to be divided among the Sons of Confederate Veterans, another honorable group, I think. I think they're honorable. They might kind of go out of their way to, to condemn slavery too much. Don't be all bending over backwards to condemn slavery. There's worse stuff happening today. Uh, the Battle of Nashville Trust and his border collie, Lulu. Bill Doris left that stuff to those people. Of the conf- this is interesting information about Nathan Bedford Forrest. As described by the uh, evil Washington compost. Yeah, as do I see your super chat. I will be mentioning that. These people are so disgusting. The people who hate the South and the beautiful history of it. Of the Confe- This is from the Washington Compost. Of the Confederate leaders whose legacies have been reconsidered, that's their word, to put it in vague communist terms, in the past several decades, perhaps none has experienced as severe an about-face as Nathan Bedford Forrest. As late as the 1990s, actor Tom Hanks, before he went off the deep end, evil liberal, Maybe he already was, and I just didn't know. I was a kid. In the, as late as the 1990s, actor Tom Hanks. You guys familiar with Tom Hanks? As the main character in the hit movie Forrest Gump. As two, double R, Forrest. Described being named after the great Civil War hero, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Wow! Beloved Southern novelist and historian Shelby Foote. F-O-O-T-E kept a portrait of Nathan Bedford Forrest on his desk. 
So in the past, our fellow Americans, including even Tom Hanks, loved this guy, Nathan Bedford Forrest. And in Ken Burns' massively popular documentary series, The Civil War, Foote described, Shelby Foote, described Forrest, Nathan Bedford Forrest, as a genius and born to be a soldier the way John Keats was born to be a poet, whoever that is. Wow. So this was an honorable man, a hero. In recent years, the, the Washington Compost goes on, the revisionist shimmer on his deeds has worn off. Yeah, okay. And he has been accurately described as a slave trader. Ooh, the horror. Give me a break. That was reality of the day. Commanding officer who oversaw the massacre of hundreds of black Union soldiers at Fort Pillow. Duh, it's a war. And the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, which is better than Black Lives Matter or Antifa, I will remind you, or the Democrat Party today. In June, this is what Asmodor, Asmodor gave a super chat, saying, They literally exhumed his body and his wife's body from their graves. And he shares a Yahoo News article. The remains of KKK leader Nathan Bedford Forrest exhumed from Tennessee Park. And it's a report from June 12th, of 2021, members of the Memphis Green Space Board take a look at the now former grave of Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest in Memphis, Tennessee on Friday, June 11th, 2021. Disgusting. Yeah, in June, his remains were exhumed from a Memphis park named after him, and the park has since been renamed. Talk about attack on whites, right? Attack on Christians, attack on the beautiful South. A bust of forest from the Tennessee capital, that's the Nashville place, right? Also been removed. Terrible, huh? So evil. I'll get to more of this stuff. I have just a touch more. There's this pro-life attorney general who's fighting against Roe v. Wade in the um, Supreme Court right now. Her father was a, a fan, I guess, of Nathan Bedford Forrest, I think. Lynn Fitch, Mississippi attorney general. And she's the woman who could bring down Roe v. Wade. And uh, some other interesting stuff. I have George, a first-time caller in Manitoba, Canada. Am I pronouncing that correctly? (laughs) I can't pronounce Canadian names very well. Or any names, really. He wants to talk about climate change. But first, it is just about the top of the hour here, guys. And I want to share with... Oh. Oh. Let's go ahead and start this music. This is Suffering and the Hideous Thieves. Remember them, guys? Suffering and the Hideous Thieves, this is Silent Night. Enjoy Silent Night from the 2004 compilation by uh, Lujo Records, All I Want for Christmas. I've been playing that. This is just about the last song from, that I'm going to share with you guys. Christmas song from, uh, from it. Here's Suffering and the Hideous Thieves. I'm going to let it play for a couple minutes and stay here and talk with you guys because it's eight minutes long and I want to play the whole thing. So here is... Enjoy suffering in the hideous thieves. Silent night. Nice. Isn't this nice? I like the instrumentation. Thank the law. I almost hate to talk over it. It's so nice. Last song ever? No. 
You guys remember suffering in the hideous thieves? Isn't it cool? You guys may not be a fan of the singing, but I just had to share this with you. It's great. Beautiful. Respectful cover of Silent Night. Man, you stink, James. <laughs> Jeff suffering of 90 pound wuss, by the way. I'll be back in a couple minutes, guys. Enjoy. Rest of hour two. Cover your ears, you musical Philistines.
Snapchat from Shaggy Boy. This song <laughs> says Shaggy Boy. Jeff Suffering, that is singing. Yeah, it's a little off key. But I, I think he really loves or wants to be a real Christian. Which I can appreciate, right? like a Gregorian chant. <laughs> I don't think you mean that as a compliment. I don't know, I kind of like it. Commander Kim. Uh, I'm not going to repeat that one. drug reference this is soothing if you're on meth says war eagle why all the drug references what kind of audience do I have <laughs> here we go with the awful vocals music to watch car wrecks by They sound like they're still taking music lessons. This <laughs> final frontier. I think the the singing is done, so the nice music is back. Come off a of mute, guys. I hope James put musical taste on his letter to Santa. <laughs> I want musical taste for Christmas. <laughs> Didn't you play this one already? No, actually, I played Amazing Grace by Suffering and the Hideous Thieves. Somebody said... Oh, I got some super chats for you guys. That was from Lujo Records, 2004 Christmas album, All I Want for Christmas. Jeff Suffering, Suffering and the Hideous Thieves, formerly of... Uh... 90 Pound Wuss, great Christian band on Tooth and Nail Records. Uh, your girlfriend says with the super chat, could you ask Tony how or if that California bill which requires private contractors to be paid a so-called living wage has affected his trucking business, if at all? Thank you, your girlfriend. I shall, if I remember, which is a, it's a great question, ask that question of Tony from California because there was a... That bill being AB5 in California. Yeah. Great question. Thank you, your girlfriend. Yeah, the AB5 was targeting Uber and Lyft because drivers were considered independent contractors, even though the main part of the business of the business is driving. And so California, under Lorena something, some evil Democrat... Latina woman, pro-union, pro-evil, disgusting person, made this law 
to clamp down on them, but it also affected the trucking industry and many others. Independent contractors made it just California Democrats who are running the show here are evil. Thank you, your girlfriend. I, w- I would be slightly curious, I guess, to, s- to hear what uh, Tony from California's insight <laughs> on that issue. Lord Bibby of the 42 gave a super chat. Hake, that soul patch looks lonely. The donation stands. Six weeks of sideburns for a $100 donation. Together, we can make this happen. This guy is trying to bribe me, Lord Bibby of the 42, to, dr- to uh, make my sideburn, let my sideburns grow out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't, was not a fan of sideburns for a, a while after high school. But thank you. I don't know. Ugh. I think I did that in high school a little bit, too. Uh, Peter from Periscope gave a super chat. Hey, you are at a 7-Eleven. What is the brand of bottled water you reach for first? I don't get bottled water. I may get like a Gatorade or a Yerba Mate <laughs> at a 7-Eleven. At or maybe one of those uh, shake things, those 7-Eleven brand shake things. I don't get bottled water. I drink tap water. Uh, filtered tap water nowadays, because they have a fi- uh, they have a filtered. We had a a friend of Bond come in and install a filtered water dispenser thing in the sink there. That's nice. So no bottled water. That feels like a waste of money to buy bottled water. I mean, I will buy like a gallon, okay, but not at Seven Eleven. But thank you, Peter from Periscope. I'll get. I don't know, the 99 cent one or $1.29 gallon. Thank you. Uh, Lin Yun Chin gave a super chat. Why can't I find that hilarious Hillary Clinton song based on her 1990s comments about us super predators, super predators, super predators, super predators. No conscience, no empathy, super predators, super predators. <laughs> I miss it. Merry Christmas, Lord, good hair. Thank you, Lin Yun Chin. Indeed, that's from Place Boing. I don't know if I don't know if it's findable. Maybe it's unlisted. Place Boing Super Predators. Uh, I might have found it. Yes, indeed, I have. Here, let me see if I can bring up. I didn't get that. Could you try what? again? No, be quiet. Are you serious? Yeah, it's unlisted. Uh, yeah, it's a very cool song. It's unlisted. I shall paste it in the chat for you guys. Super Predators, no conscience, no empathy. I agreed with her on it. Oh, shoot. Yikes. Let me mute that again. Uh, shout out to Place Boing, which looks like placebo-ing. Super Predators. It's unlisted right now. I don't know why. Uh, Asmodor with the Super Chat says, Tony cites the testimony of DC cops to bolster his anti-white, hateful narrative about the mostly peaceful protest at the Capitol. Uh, but when BLM protests... The cops shooting a violent black in self-defense. Does he believe the cops' testimony? 
Of course not. Very selective. These people have zero consistency at all. They're communists or useful idiots in the case of uh, the idiot, if you will. Um, the idiot, Tony from uh, California. And he is. He really is. I don't mean to be mean about it or rude, but he really is. Um, thank you, Super Chatters. I think there might have been one more I needed to get to. A couple more. Lord Grimm gave a uh, Super Chat. Thank you, man. Appreciate the amount. Thank you, sir, for the support. Uh, your girlfriend states... I'm convinced the only reason Jeff Suffering has a record deal is because his dad owns the label, and she puts a Star of David, which sounds, looks like a, is that a Jewish symbol? I think it is. <laughs> well, I know it is. Uh, Jeff Suffering, Jeff Betger, Betger, is that a Jewish last name or something? I'm not sure. But I, his dad doesn't own the record label. Lujo Records is owned by a guy younger than him, a guy like my age, Eric Akoin, Akoin, Akoin? Originally from, like, uh, the south, the bayou, um, New Orleans. Then he moved to somewhere here in California with his wife, and she bought half of the company, company too. Uh, and then before that, he had a record deal with um, Brandon Ebel. Ebel? Is that? I don't think he's his dad uh, over at Tooth & Nail Records. But thank you. <laughs> I don't know. But thank you, your girlfriend. Appreciate that. Uh, I feel like there is some more super chats that I did see. Asmador gave a super chat. Actually, we can. Sh- I've dragged this screen, some screenshots into the folder. Asmador has been sharing some Nathan Bedford Forest related material here. And uh, do you see the screenshots in the main folder there? I think I put them in. Uh, go ahead and show them, and I'll kind of react to the ones that you show in the order that you show it. Um, Asmodor has some great Nathan Bedford Forrest memes and pictures and uh, quotes. One of them, uh, go ahead and show whatever, which one. This is a meme of, and it's a quote purportedly of Nathan Bedford Forrest. And it has a image of him. Actually like a, a photograph or a drawing of him. Look at that. What an honorable looking man. A government that fears arms in the, ha- in, its, in the hands of its people should also fear rope. <laughs> what a great quote. And arms, he's talking about guns in the hands of its people, should also fear rope. And rope is a reference to the rope, you know, the hanging, hanging uh, government officials who are traitors to the country, right? Who have been convicted of treason. Because that is treasonous, it's an, and it's a betrayal of the, com- of the country, to go after the gun rights of the people. Right on Nathan Bedford Forrest. What a great quote. Uh, here's another one for you guys. Uh, Asmodor shared it in the super chat. Nathan Bedford Forrest uh, stated, I loved the old government in 1861. I love the old constitution yet. I think it's the best government in the world, if administered as it was before the war. I do not hate it. I am opposing now only radical revolutionists who are trying to destroy it. This is a reference to the North, I think. I believe that party to be composed, as I know it is in Tennessee, of the worst men on God's earth. Wow, he's talking about the Republicans back then. 
men who would hesitate at no crime and who have only one objective in view to enrich themselves. And that's a ref- that's Nathan Bedford Forrest referring to the the purported commies, commie influenced people uh, in Tennessee, which is his home state. Wizard of the Saddle, General Nathan Bedford Forrest. And he's not wearing a kooky uh, KKK uniform thing with the pointy hat. He's, he's wearing, like, normal gear right on. And a cool rebel flag behind him. That's nice. Thank you, man. I appreciate, you know, I like to hear both sides of this argument, of this thing, right? That's cool. I'm going to retweet Place Boing's Super Predators. Lin Yen Chin, I don't know if you're, on U- if you're on Twitter, but I retweeted as the Hake Report. Place Boing's My H- New Hillary Clinton Remix Super Predators from October of 2016. <laughs> anyway, right on uh, to the late, great Nathan Bedford Forrest, smeared by people lesser men than him. And females, of course. Uh, Lin Yen Chin says, In spite of it all, none shall forestall the coming of God's grace. Such grace is evidenced in the luminous hearts of white baby engineers, wherever they tirelessly innovate in the ever-unfolding flower of possibility. God is with you, father of giant robots. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Your girlfriend says, Trick question. Hake drinks Aquafina because it's bottled tap water. (laughs) That's funny. Nice. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate all the support and Super Chats and uh, history lessons. That's cool. Uh, Let me get to George, a first-time caller in Manitoba, Canada. Finally. Thank you for holding, George. I appreciate it. What's up? Hey, Hank. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you, man. Hey, I don't mean to be rude, but holy cow, you talk so loud. I forgot uh, what I was going to ask you. I understand uh, you had, <laughs> yeah, I did talk a lot. Um, climate change is, I believe, what you called in about. Is that help? Well, yeah, not, yeah, it was more so, uh, I was just listening to you yesterday's show and you are talking about Mitt Romney and, and how fake he is with him walking with Black Lives Matter. And, yeah. And, uh, and then you said at the end of uh, your that comment, you said uh, climate change is real, folks. And then I wasn't sure. Are you serious about that? Do you really <laughs> feel that climate change is real? Uh, yes, wink. Yes. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying that to be on the good side of the people who like to censor people, which is YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, which is evil. I was, I was being a little bit sarcastic because this guy, uh, Mitt Romney believes in Black Lives Matter, which is a fake thing, and he believes in climate change. And generally, Mitt Romney is a rhino and a fake person. So, you do the math on the climate stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, I know. I just want some clarity on that. Uh, Yeah. yeah, That's good. Hey, listen, uh, I'm glad you guys are doing well, and I'm glad you guys are feeling better, and I can't wait for Jesse to come back on. And uh, I just want to say, hey, you're doing a great job, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing and opening up uh, people's eyes. That's cool, man. I appreciate you, uh, George. Thank and, you for the vote of support. And hey, listen, one more thing. You know, I'm calling from Communist Canada, by the way, just to let you know. Yeah. Manitoba. Where's Manitoba? 
Is, is that uh, one of those just, big provinces, it's, right? It's a well, it's a bigger province. It's kind of it's a prairie uh, prairie province, to be honest with you. It's it's above uh, North Dakota. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at a map. It's uh, okay. Yeah. And you call it we're, communist we're, Canada. Is there any section of Canada that is not communist, in your opinion? Uh, the way things are going, no. Yeah. I mean, everything's being everything's being forced on you, mandated. Uh, these vaccinations uh, can't get jobs, can't go to school unless you prove your vaccination status. Uh, it's uh, it's getting pretty crazy here, but no one's saying nothing, and people are complying like a bunch of sheep in a herd. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a sad state of affairs, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it really is. Well, I I appreciate that you're one man. I assume standing up for what's right, a lone voice of uh, wisdom or voice of reason in a dark place. I wish oh, you well, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And, and the simple, the, the the gracious thing I have, I've got three sons who all have the same mentality, not based on my uh, beliefs, but just from watching you guys listening and opening up their eyes and ears to other things that are going around and. Uh, they feel the same way, too, so hopefully they're the, the next generation of other men that stand up for what's right. Yeah, that's encouraging, man. That's cool. Great call, well, thank George. Thank you very much. You have a great day. I'll call you back again, Hake. You have yourself a good day. All right. You as well. Take care. Merry Christmas, by the way. Thank you. You as well. Merry Christmas. Okay. George. Okay. Bye. Bye. A true Canadian man. That's cool. Three sons, I think he said. Uh, taking care of business. Guy says, uh, climate change is real. It changes all the time. But to say climate change is solely the fault of man-made factors is completely ridiculous. Yep. And that guy was saying, George, I mean, George, not George, Mitt Romney was saying, like, uh, global warming is real. Anybody who denies it is stupid. He's stupid. Anyway. Uh... This guy from Manitoba is a real quick thinker, eh? <laughs> this is Ragnar. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's a true Canadian, I think. Mitt Romney's niece, by the way, is Rona McDaniel, who is the chair, female, female chairman of the RNC, the Rhino National Committee. Rhino being Republican in name only, if you're not already aware. And they primaried the great Congressman Steve King. So evil. Mitt Romney, his niece... The establishment in general, the rhinos, most of the Republican Party, and practically all of the Democrats, right? Except the ones who will soon be repenting, right? Uh, Let me get to Matt in Tennessee, a first-time caller. Matt in Tennessee, thank you for calling and holding. What's up? Oh, uh, I like the fact that you're talking about uh, the Klan, actually. I appreciate that. Oh, cool. Why Why do you appreciate it? Well, nobody will even touch it, really. I know, uh, huh? And there, so there's something to it. And the only time they ever talk about it is to make it the boogeyman. Yeah. It's, I mean, nobody, like, uh, like we never see ahead. the Klan out and about today. Uh, but the, that's all people ever go to is the Klan and Hitler and Nazis. <laughs> Things yeah, that don't even exist str- today. They go sh- right. They go straight to that. People who and aren't around to defend up, themselves uh, either, by the way. <laughs> Exactly. It's yeah. like the people calling in to badmouth Jesse when he's out sick. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. Yep. Um, and they, they'll bring up uh, Emmett Till, you know. Right. It's like, hey, and if you point out even all clans- the black crime. And were those even clan guys who, who, who 
tortured Emmett Till allegedly, according to the no, claiming? No, I don't think so. They didn't. Yeah. Those They're, are their two go-to things. Right. Yeah. Phony. Um, well, and I had this thought, like, you know, um, uh, you see all this black crime. It's it's completely out of control. It's way, way crazy. And it made me think that's why I was thinking about the Klan, yeah. which is kind of synchronicity to what you were talking about, is because, you know, maybe they were just a protection mechanism because they had lost, you know, uh, federal support or, you know, organized protection at the time, because right now we don't really have protection. Right. These criminal, these criminals are not afraid of the police. Yep. In fact, they pretend to be the police. There was, I played a clip yesterday, last week or maybe the week before, and J.C. Lee Peterson tweeted it out or like the other day about criminals dressing up like wearing like vests that say police on the back and they come and follow people home and rob them mug them right outside yeah, I, I saw a video just yesterday in la of uh two black guys doing that came right up to their doorstep at their home and robbed them with police jackets on yeah yep sick stuff going so it, on in the world watch out guys it's an evil world yeah 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 and, you're right you we, know, are you uh, do, I didn't catch what you said. Were you were you suggesting that the Klan may have been like a response to the like the lack of the lack of order and the and the Fed's involvement in in the South during those times, kind of like we have today? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah. all that stuff's hard it's to hard parse to, out because yeah. there's so many different storylines right. coming out of the Civil War. Yep. How do you know what's what? I, but like just looking at it today, it's like you know, and I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like crazy or anything, but it's like we could probably use something like that. <laughs> I know. You know uh, yeah. I, it, unfortunately. I, I know what you're saying, and I understand we do need the men of the, the men of communities to be men in their communities. You don't want to get, you don't want to encourage like extra military, paramilitary mess, stuff like that. Because that's, that's basically what uh, the feds want the people to do. The, the enemies of America want the people to go a little overboard in policing their own communities so that they can clamp down even more on the rights of the people to defend themselves. You saw that with, uh, with uh, the great Jack Bauer, John Wick Rittenhouse, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> But I I totally understand what you mean, man. It is evil times. People are saying to get out of the cities. Uh, if it may be wise for some to do that, but definitely watch your back. You're getting I'm getting clicking in your phone. Is your phone? Yeah. Um, no, no. I'm in my garage. My wife just came home and she opened up the garage door. No, no. Uh, I think it's just other clicking. That's it's not related to the garage door. I don't think. But anyway. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, but that's that's really all I had. Well, thank you, man. It's great to hear from you, Matt. Appreciate your calls. Yeah. Take care. Enjoy the show. Keep it up. All yeah. right. Wow. What a mess. Um Before I get back to calls, let me tell you about this uh woman and her father. The far-left female-run outlet, The Lily, 
put out on Twitter. This pro-life attorney general woman's dad was a pro-Nathan Bedford Forrest guy. Interesting. Just to give a little bit more boost to Nathan Bedford Forrest, not that he needs it. He was, a, by all accounts, a genius, born to be a soldier. Wow, those are amazing statements to make. A hero, a champion, as uh, Chris called him off air. Meet the woman who could bring down Roe v. Wade, says the Lily. The Lily's Twitter bio says, We elevate critical stories about women and gender from Washington Compost. This is the, the Lily is an offshoot of Washington Compost, subsidized by the billionaire uh, Amazon guy Jeff Bezos, who is an enemy of America, by the way. And the Washington Compost is too, and of course, the feminist Lily. They say, meet the woman who could bring down Roe v. Wade, Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch. Miss, her state's abortion ban is being reviewed by the Supreme Court, they tweeted. And uh, that was pretty recently. Fitch believes such, jo- such laws against abortion empower women. Some blue checkmark Franklin Leonard quote tweeted the lily about Len Fitch. Franklin Leonard, this guy, and he stated... Her father turned their family farm, Galena, Galena, Galena Temp Plantation, into a hunting lodge, featuring the original home of Nathan Bedford Forrest, first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, which he transported 40 miles, and according to Fitch Farms' website, returned to its former glory. So this guy, her father, moved the home of Nathan Bedford Forrest... Uh, to his plantation and turned it, turned it, you know, had a, having a hunting lodge and, uh, cool. Wow. Very interesting. So this Lynn Fitch, female attorney general of Mississippi, which I'm not a fan of that type of thing going on, female lawyers, but she's a pro-life woman and she comes from good stock, apparently. Like her father, uh, was a uh, honored American history. Right? Very nice. This abortion thing, it is evil. I saw, I spotted in my email inbox, a town hall op-ed by Dr. John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D. Uh, He put out this article in townhall.com on December 2nd, 2021, less than a week ago. Roe v. Wade harmed even many children born, born after the court's decision, not just killing the babies, John Lott is the president of Crime Prevention Research Center and author of, most recently, of Gun Control Myths. More Guns, Less Crime was another book that he put out, More Guns, Less Crime, but also, most recently, Gun Control Myths is a book that he put out. Until January, when uh, Sleazy Joe was put in, Lott, John Lott, was the the senior advisor for research and statistics at the U.S. Department of Justice's Office of Legal Policy. So the DOJ was not always so corrupt as they are today. It's at times when Trump was in office, Dr. John R. Lott was in the DOJ. He was the senior advisor for research and statistics, and he's good at that stuff. At the U.S. Department of Justice, DOJ, their Office of Legal Policy. Isn't that interesting? DOJ is mostly dumb liberals now. And even back then when he was in there, probably, right? It's hard to just get rid of these evil enemies of America hired by America. What a mess. Uh, 
So this guy says, often mis- one often misunderstood fact. Legal abortions didn't start with Roe or even the five states that adopted uh, abortion laws similar to Roe v. Wade type rules in 1969 and 1970. Prior to Roe, women could have had abortions when their lives or health were endangered. But many states, including some surprising ones like Kansas, such as Kansas, he said, uh, already had very broad liberal interpretations of what constituted danger to health. Nevertheless, Roe did substantially increase abortions, more than doubling the rate per live birth in the five years from 1972 to 1977. Roe v. Wade more than doubled the rate of live, well, Roe v. Wade, incidentally, and other stuff going on, whatever, doubled the rate, the rate of abortions per, compared to live births in the five years, 1972 to 77. Julie Reichelman, I've talked about her attorney with Center for Reproductive Rights, fake thing. Reproductive rights means the right of the man to have the ba- to have the woman have the baby. <laughs> That's re- real reproductive rights. Hat tip to Mark over there in San Diego, who made that point. Uh, she claimed that studies based on actual, actually on causal inference show that legalization of abortion and other changes had benefits for women in society. Not true. Not true. Uh, Liberalizing abortion rules ignited vast long-term social changes in America, says John Lott. The 1970s saw major changes, but few realized that research has shown that role that Roe had in helping create them. Nor do do people, the harm the children born, born after Roe, as well as many of their mothers... But before we get to those harms, let's discuss the changes. A sharp increase in premarital sex. Wow. A sharp rise in out-of-wedlock births. Wow. A drop in the number of children uh, placed up for ab- adoption. Wow. A decline in marriages occur that occur after the woman is pregnant. You know, the shotgun wedding. Oh, she's pregnant. Now I got to marry her. You know, that type of thing. It's very interesting, and he covers how it increased out-of-wedlock births because the man is like, oh, get, go get an abortion. <laughs> or the woman might not want to have it, so, they'll ha- so she'll just have it out of wedlock. And the man feels like he doesn't have to be responsible. For blacks, the numbers soared from 35% to 62% out-of-wedlock births. Crazy. Legalized abortion. Encouraging premarital sex. Sex out of wedlock? Stop having sex out of wedlock? And he goes on and on and has a lot of very interesting stuff in his town hall article. I, uh, maybe I'll paste it in there for you guys. Check it out. Um, John Lott. Crazy. Um, anyway, let me get to uh, Matt in California. He has a question for me. What's up, Matt? How are you? Hey, hey, doing fine, doing well. Nice. Um, I just, you know, I like hearing you talk about these different cases that are going on and just sort of touching on the hypocrisy. And it can be tough. Like, you know, this whole abortion thing is nuts. It's going to get, like I hear, it's going to get overturned next year. And, <laughs> who knows? You know, my, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, the black pill in me is saying that, you know, that'll just be something that'll be used for more division. Like yeah. All these cases, like twisting the truth and using it like it seems like there's an attack on the court system uh in such a way is you know schizo matt talking 
that it's just looking to see how far they can press with restrictions. Like, ideally, we would want, you know, uh, the government not mandating anything or being involved in it. And um, anyway, keep it up talking about it. I don't got anything else to add, useful to add. All it's, right, man. Um, yeah, that's it, man. It's good to hear from you, Matt. Thank you. What do you think about the Jizz Lane? <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, I don't, Ghislaine Maxwell. I haven't. I don't know if you can talk about that, or they'll shut off your internet. Oh no, I don't think they'll do that. I. Okay. I uh. I saw some. I saw this quote that was shared by CNN about her. This is a quote from an Epstein slash Maxwell quote unquote victim. No money will ever will no. Money will not ever fix what that woman has done to me, says a woman who goes by Carolyn, one of the women who testified in the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell, the longtime champion of Democrat, uh, companion, I mean, not champion, companion of Democrat billionaire Harvard donor uh, Jeffrey Epstein, not a Christian. Carolyn said that when she was 14, she began to go to Jeffrey Epstein's home in Palm Beach, Florida. I asked, where were her parents? What'd she do there? Maybe don't ask. <laughs> and said that Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, facilitated many of those encounters. Money won't fix it, I say, but forgiveness and responsibility will. We can't have, you can't have these people exploiting the children if the parents are not having their kids running away. These are, a lot of these people are runaways. They are Poorly raised, it's a degenerate society. I think that yeah. uh, I don't know what sh- what this woman did, this e- Maxwell did. I don't know what Epstein did. Sound right. like a bunch of corrupt people, but uh, right. it's really the tip of the iceberg because the evil attack on children is in your face today. You know what I mean? They're yeah. promoting like Desmond is amazing on ABC, uh- Good Morning America. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's yeah. next level. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a big thing about saying how, oh, you know, well on on Maxwell, she was taken advantage of. No, <laughs> all, And then, you know, know, calling into question, like, oh, no one knew what they were doing. It's just one big deal. And it's a whole bunch of bread and circus. Yeah. And the guy, the guy's dead, got, you know, got away with it. Burn in hell, Epstein. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Hake. Keep up the good work. God uh, bless. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, let me quickly get to Bible Go-To Guy out of Los Angeles, California. How are you doing, Bible Go-To Guy? Thank you, James, and how are you? Doing well. Thank you, sir. Well, I can see that because I'm watching the show. <laughs> hey, um, I just wanted to um, remind you that, in my opinion, the Klan was totally evil. And here's, here's how you can tell. Just all you need to know is one thing. At their rallies, I think it's true. I've seen all the movies and all that stuff. So, right, they used to they used to burn their uh, Christian cross, a large Christian cross, at, either to terrorize people in front of their home, or you know they would put the cross there and terrorize them as, as a threat, or they would um, you know burn crosses at their rallies. Now, what Christian would burn a cross? Interesting that question. Satanic. See, that sounds satanic. It does. It does and, seem odd. It actually is. It doesn't seem it actually Christian. Is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't disgrace the, the cross of Christ by burning it to terrorize people or to or for any reason. Yeah. It sounds insane. 
So fair you point. Forget the Klan was the Klan has always been, you know, the Democrats were behind. You know, that was like the military, military or the militia arm of the of the Democrat Party back in those days. Yeah, and the Democrat Party has always been communist, socialist. Really? You know, it, it's it, Yeah, it's just it's just evolved into that over time. But. It's worse, but they're worse today than I think that they oh, ever have been. Of course, been. though, of course, of course. But I think that the, the spirit of communism was in them, you know, way back when. And as far, as far as Martin Luther King is concerned, he had communists. Known FBI knew that they were communists, yeah. you know, and, and had them marked out. That's why they sealed the records of Martin Luther King, because there was maybe two more communists than we know about in his organization. Wow. And they sealed the records for 50 years. Who in the heck sealed the record for 50 years for somebody who's already deceased and moved on? And that's so, you know, like they seal Obama's record, his school record. For I know. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. Who cares about your school records except that he was probably a total fraud in school? High school graduation is probably the farthest he went. Yeah. True. Anyway, that's, that's, all, that's all I wanted to say. Interesting point, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah, bye. Take care. Um, Mecha Moo says, burning the cross was to illuminate it. Cross burning is to protest the veneration of the cross and other idol worships, says Nate Higgers. Huh. All right. Anyway, guys, let me get to William in California very quickly here. William, thank you for holding. What's up? Hey, hey, hey how you doing, man? Doing well, thank hey, you. you. You know, um, this thing, this thing about the KKK. You know, when people reach back, you know, especially you know, black people or the yeah, like black people, Afri- African Americans, they like to reach back to the KKK. Oh, they've been torturing us for hundreds of years. Look. The KKK have not been around for hundreds of years. They only came around after the Civil War. Right. We didn't need the KKK before the Civil War because you were slaves. Right. Yep. You see? But my thing is, I think it's just my opinion is that I noticed something about uh, liberals and Democrats. Everything they support is gay. Right. Abortion. Global warming, gay. Uh, Black Lives Matter, gay. Yeah. No, How did you support something like that? So. Tear, tearing up your families? Right. Uh, Section 8? Gay. <laughs> w- why would you support that? And you're supposed to be so strong and black? Right. What's, what's that all about? Fair A Democratic point, Party, gay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't be a part of a party that supports gay. Like Mark Robinson said, this is what he said. You can go get made up with a doctor. You can get cut up and made up with a doctor. You can get jazzed up and haired up at a sh- hair shop. But in the end, you are still just a made up and cut up man or a woman. Right. I saw that clip. Uh, you sent that to Nick. Nick f- passed that along to me. And, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I that, watched yeah, that. Yeah. Mark Robinson he's is a, a, he's a rising star. Lieutenant, he's a rising star. Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's a rising black star. Guy. I mean, I, I, I would say a black Trump. In other words, he's he's telling them directly in the camera. I see you back there with your pins. You want to report me? You want to come after me? Come on after me. Yeah. Because well, that's he's cool, man. Tall. Yeah, but why is it that you guys? I see him in the chat room. If you don't like Trump, you don't like Trump. Whatever. That's yeah. gay too. Yeah, I, it's, it seems a bit disloyal to just turn on him like that. Hey, I mean, the Democratic Party <laughs> and the global warming and the Black Lives Matter and everything and the vaccine and the mandate and the communism, gay. Right. I got gotcha you, point you support- man. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um, you guys uh, take it easy. And uh, I just wanted to buzz the tower for a minute, you know, because it's like, all that stuff you're talking about is gay. I appreciate it, man. Great point. All right, man. Take care. You too, William. Uh, guys, speaking of not morally straight, let me cover this coward, and I do mean coward, Dan Crenshaw. Speaking of the Lincoln Project, there was this Lincoln Project guy whom I mentioned who, who like, smeared... Nathan Bedford Forrest, who's a better man than he was, than he is. Anyway, Twitter, the far-left anti-American publisher, I had Dan Crenshaw's name trending. Dan Crenshaw is a congressman, congress male, I should say, not a man. He's that guy with the eye patch. He was supposedly a Marine or a Navy SEAL or whatever. He's written some books and uh, pretends like he's such this, this honest politician. Well... He's not honest. He's a, he's a dumb liberal rhino, I say, and a coward. During a campaign event on Sunday, Twitter writes, the publisher, they're not a platform, representative, so-called representative of Texas, Dan Crenshaw, the guy with the eye patch who lost it in a war or something, <laughs> to quote that guy whose dad died in the, he's a comedian, Saturday Night Live guy, uh, his dad died in the 9-11 thing. His dad was a a fireman. Dan Crenshaw criticized members of the House Freedom Caucus. This guy is unmasking his evil, saying, and honestly, I don't know if I disagree with this statement, that there are grifters and performance artists in the conservative movement. Honestly, I kind of agree with that. The Lincoln Project tweeted this out. We have grifters in our midst. (laughs) Well, look at yourselves, Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project are anti-Trump so-called Republicans who are just neocons who hate America. They're Democrats, basically. Dan Crenshaw of Texas trashes Freedom Caucus members like Marjorie Greene, who, again, this woman, I don't really like her being in Congress, but she acts like she's fighting for what's right. Paul Gosar, Dr. Paul Gosar, who is basically a lone representative of America First, right, of, of uh, Arizona. Lauren Boebert of Colorado, that woman who conceal carries or something like she carries a gun, and she trashed uh, Ilhan Omar, the, uh, <laughs> and the, that other woman who's a, who's a Muslim. And Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan was supposedly a Trump's pro-Trump guy. I guess he is. I don't know. He's that wrestler. Uh, people say that he just plays like he's for free speech, but then he doesn't want to go after Google for being a, a, um, what is that, a monopoly? So, I don't know, my, I'm leery of, 
basically all of these guys, although I do kind of like J- Paul Gosar. He has a fun, he has a weird energy, but I do, I do appreciate him for sure. And Green and Bobert for where, wherever she's right, I guess. It's kind of embarrassing these women being in being in office. Like you're grant, you're not tough. Anyway, let's let's play this clip eleven. This they share this video. The Lincoln Project does put out by this guy Ron Flipkowski, whom I mentioned earlier, who's like a so-called Republican turned Democrat, a lawyer slash liar. He tweet, tweeted out, "Wowie, Dan Crenshaw trashes Freedom Caucus members Green Brooks." Mo Brooks, I guess, Gomert, Gosar, Jordan, etc., as performance artists while defending Adam Kinzinger, the anti-Trump, never-Trumper, sleazy, phony, former Tea Party guy who's taken office, and now he's on the January 6th committee and so-called investigating real Americans. And this guy says, we have grifters in our midst, lie after lie after lie. So listen to this clip if you can hear it, if you can understand it. Dan Crenshaw... Uh, running his mouth against people who are s- at least somewhat representing real Americans, and then standing up for a total coward rhino, Adam Kinzinger, who wants to root out white supremacy from the Republican Party. A fake thing. A fake concern. Here's Dan Crenshaw, the coward. Why am I supporting these two? There's actually other veterans in Morgan's race. Uh, there's other front runners. But why support these two? Well, Because I've been in Congress for almost three years now. There's two types of members of Congress. There's performance artists, and there's legislators. Now, the performance artists are the ones that get all the attention. They're the ones you think are more conservative because they know how to say slogans real well. They know how to recite the lines that they know that our voters want to hear. Let me tell you guys something. In the first two years of Trump's presidency, when Republicans were in control, when every single time we were voting on Donald Trump's agenda, who do you think was at the top of that list voting with Trump, and who do you think was at the bottom? A lot of names you would recognize were at the bottom of that list. A lot of names you would recognize were at the top of that list. Number two is it's probably going to make you cringe a little bit. Adam yep. Kinsinger voted with Trump almost 99%. He was number two. You know who's at the bottom? Everybody in the Freedom Caucus. All of them. What you hear so often is not true. It's not true. We have grifters in our midst. Not here, not like in this room. That's not what I mean. I yes, mean in this room. I conservative movement. Lie after lie after lie because they know something psychologically about the conservative heart. We're worried about what people are going to do to, do to us, what they're going to infringe upon us. That's the nature of concern. Crazy, huh? Crazy. You know, it's interesting, his statement, I think that there's a lot of truth to his statement. I get this leery sense about some of those names that I mentioned, but Adam Kinzinger supposedly voted with Trump 99% of the time. He's serving on the January 6th committee, smearing our fellow Americans. No, Dan Crenshaw, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I think Dan Crenshaw himself is a bit of a grifter and a phony politician himself. But he may be right about some of these guys. Keep your eyes peeled. Adam Kinzinger, I think, was 
elected during the Tea Party wave. Tea Party was like the the boomer groipers, <laughs> if you will. They were for America. They were for responsibility, and they didn't like Obama mess. They did not even like George W. Bush's mess, his overspending. And uh, they were exploited, and I think a lot of these people are, uh, can be, are kind of exploiting and faking, and these women don't belong out there. You know what I mean? Anyway. Uh, Alex Bruzewitz shared this. Dan Crenshaw defends Rhino Adam Kinzinger while trashing the Freedom Caucus. And I don't know. I, I would be curious to look into that, I guess, if you want to look into that. Anybody been paying attention to what these guys are doing? The Freedom Caucus members? What is going on with Dan? And honestly, Trump was... A lot of Trump's stuff, his agenda, was liberal stuff, kind of. Letting the prisoners out of jail and stuff like that. Of course, Adam Kinzinger would kiss up to the the blacks and the criminals like that. And of course, the Freedom Caucus people would not be for that, right? So, uh, and I love Trump. You guys know me, I think. Uh, Also, next to Dan, this Alex Brusewitz guy says... Next to Dan is Morgan Luttrell. Morgan Luttrell of Texas pretending to be a pro-Trump candidate, but he recently got caught taking a $5,000 check from Kinzinger's anti-Trump PAC. Hmm. Gotta keep an eye on these people. Some MSNBC guy, Eric M. Garcia, tweeted, I see Dan Crenshaw is trending for trashing Marjorie Green and all of them. He'll earn plaudits as a brave Republican, but it's best to read Tim of DC's review of his book. Article from the bulwark, Tim Miller, previously political director for Republican voters against Trump, communications director for Jeb Bush of 2016, and spokesman for the Republican National Committee, who are enemies of the real Republican voters. He, he public put out an article, the stories Dan Crenshaw tells himself. I think these are all snakes. I think they're all snakes. And uh, with the exception of Paul Gossar, maybe. Right? I like Paul Gossar. Anyway, I just had to share that with you. Um, Did you know in the last five minutes here, uh, Mel Gibson is under attack by the media, mainstream media, or sleazy people. CNN's Jake Tapper, who is not a Christian, I think he's Jewish, and he dated Bill Clinton's mistress before. Did you know that? (laughs) He he put out an article about how he, what was Bill Clinton's mistress's name? Yeah, Lewinsky. He dated... Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> before her mess. Uh, Jake Tapper, he tweeted out December 7th, why is Hollywood still, and he's quoting this person, why is Hollywood still hiring this raging anti-Semite? Josh Molina, a he-him with echoes around his name, indicating that he's Jewish. It's a reference to this white talk show that criticized Jewish negative influence in society. But he puts echoes around his name, this Josh Molina guy. But he, he asked about Mel Gibson, why is Hollywood st- still hiring this raging anti-Semite Mel Gibson who also has deep malice toward women and people of color in his heart? And he puts out an article in The Atlantic. The Atlantic is a far-left enemy of America, anti-white, anti-American, anti-Christian. Josh Molina put out this article December 2nd, cancel Mel Gibson, Hollywood's leading anti-Semite. Why is Hollywood... Still hiring this raging anti-Semite. Joshua Molina apparently is this actor. And he talked about seeing Deadline's headline, Mel Gibson is in talks to direct Lethal Weapon 5. 
<laughs> and he calls him a well, calls Mel Gibson a well-known Jew hater. Mel Gibson, if you're not familiar, he's an actor, uh, a uh, an action star, and a director. He directed um, the Passion of the Christ. He's a Catholic guy, a Christian. Uh, he's had some alcohol problems over the years, but I, I don't know. He's kind of rebuilt, rebuilt. You know, recovered, right? Worked on himself. And he said harsh things about Jews and saying that Jews were the reason we've gotten into all these wars. And he raged against his baby's mother, his child's mother, who, who hasn't gotten a fight with his child's mother, right? <laughs> Give me a break. But that was put out in, you know, it's been kind of public, right? He's had some kind of public things. He saluted Donald Trump at a UFC fight, which is supposed to be some crime against humanity. <laughs> he said sexist things and yelled racist slurs and said that his wife, not his wife, his baby's mother, uh, hopes that she gets... Anyway, he said some... Pa- raped by a pack of N-words. <laughs> he says, if you get raped by a pack of N-words, it'll be your fault. <laughs> he said that he was mad at his... Not a woman who was not his wife, but was a mother of his children, I get child. Oksana Grig- Grigorieva. Interesting, huh? His then girlfriend, I guess, mother of his child, back in 2010. So he's said he's said he's had some public humiliation, right? But this this guy is complaining that Warner Brothers has moral blinders on. Morals. This guy talking about morals who hates the passion of the Christ because he thinks it's anti-Semitic because it labels, it libels Jews as Christ killers or something like that. This guy is just this oversensitive he-him on Twitter uh, complaining and wanting to cancel, spreading hatred. Look at this. He's adopted the, uh, the hate symbol of the echoes around his name. <laughs> and he's a he-him. Oh, and he kisses up to Michael... What is this guy? Uh, anyway, he kisses up to Michael Ian Black, another man-hating male, uh, so-called comedian actor. Anyway, this this guy, I tweeted at him and he tweeted back at me. <laughs> it's funny. I said, I said, this guy has every bit as much hatred in his heart as Mel Gibson supposedly has. Give me a break. But this guy wants to cancel him, and that's only spreading more hatred. He's like, no, sir, I have. Gribiness in my heart, which Gribiness, Gribiness, is some Ashkenazi Jewish cuisine thing. And I'm like, yeah, uh, your nicey, nicey clampdown on hate is only spreading more hate. And it's rooted in your own hatred and fear. Your intolerant moves are counterproductive to the tolerance that you pretend maybe for yourself to want. He's all, maybe, but you have you seen me dance? So he's making light of his own evil while making all kinds of drama about Mel Gibson. And it's so phony. It's just, he's just, uh, he's just spreading his own, spreading evil. And he's honestly spreading resentment against the people he's pretending like he wants to defend, the Jewish people. Anyway, isn't that typical? Anyway, guys, uh, last quick, uh, super chat from, uh, your girlfriend. It gets Jews so riled up because no normie can bring themselves to care about Mel Gibson's comments unless they're explicitly told to. How entitled. (laughs) I know. Anyway, guys, thank you. We are over time. This has been the Hake Report. Catch Bond Archive Sunday service throwback. It's going to be excellent. 
Um, renewing your mind from within. Have peace. Sleep in heavenly peace, as uh, Jeff Suffering sang about uh, Jesus in Silent Night. Very nice. Thanks, guys. Take care.